When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode of Americana Music Profiles is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's leading online therapy platform. The mission of BetterHelp is to make professional therapy accessible, affordable, and convenient. So anyone who struggles with life's challenges can get help anytime, anywhere. BetterHelp offers access to licensed, trained, experienced, and accredited psychologists, marriage and family therapists, clinical social workers, and board-licensed professional counselors. An extensive study by the Berkeley Wellbeing Institute found BetterHelp to be as effective as face-to-face therapy. And now for a limited time, when you access BetterHelp, you will receive a 10% discount off of your first month. To activate this 10% discount, use my link at betterhelp.com slash Americana. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Born in Amsterdam, this Netherlands artist got his original start in music in the early 70s in the punk band scene. Throughout his career, he slowly made the switch to acoustic Americana music and released his first album in 2004. Eric joins me on Americana Music Profiles to talk about his third project, Song and Dance Man. Hello, Eric. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Greg. Hi there. Good to have you on. Um, you are you are in the Netherlands. I'm in the States and uh, love making these long, long distance connections. It's great to chat with you. Is that uh, home? Has that been home for you for a while? Uh, the Netherlands? Yes. Yes. Yes, that's always been my home. And uh, I was born in Amsterdam and now I live on the German border. Uh, the Netherlands is not so big. Uh, so, yeah. yes. What's what's the music scene like um, for your genre? You're, at this point in your career, kind of in that, that folk singer-songwriter uh, style. What's the music scene like for artists like yourself? Uh, I think it's pretty much the same as, uh, as everywhere. It's a niche. Mm-hmm. So it's for uh, aficionados and and people who can uh, relate to that kind of music. It's not uh, for the for the charts. It's not top forty music. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, 
yeah, we, we're trying to make a living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And, uh, but that's also, uh, most enjoyable. We, we do, uh, concerts for, uh, uh, small, small venues and, uh, people listening to music. Uh-huh. Uh, and, um, uh, that's not even very common anymore that people listen to music right. uh, when they're listening to live music. Yeah. Uh, some people have even called it a, a Dutch disease that they talk through the music. Hmm. Um, yeah. Hmm. Um, you, you mentioned uh, trying to make a living. Is this a full-time venture or has it been full-time? Uh, I've, I've always tried, tried to do so, but... Uh, um, most musicians in the in the Netherlands probably do do some other job uh-huh. uh, for a few hours. Yeah, um, yeah, because uh, gigs are also far and in between. Right, right. Uh, sometimes you're really busy, and sometimes uh, there's there's nothing going on. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. E- even more so since the pandemic. I mean, I, I know even here in the United States, yes, there, there were some artists that were able to carve out a. Um, a, a career where they were able to uh, earn earn enough money to call it a living without doing something else, but I think many of them had to step back and find odd jobs in order to to bridge true, the gap. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's when I I uh, decided I had enough time again when the pandemic started and the lockdown uh, started uh, to uh, record the new album again. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. A lot a lot of artists did that, which is. Uh, I guess if if you want to look for a silver lining, it's a lot of new music was created uh, during the last True. year and a half or two years. So, <laughs> so you yeah. started your music career a few years ago. Uh, I think I read uh, in the punk music scene. Is that right? That's right. In the late seventies in Amsterdam. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, we've got a, a, a historic uh, venue in Amsterdam called the Paradiso. Hmm. Uh, where I got to play and, and open for some uh, big bigger bands coming out of uh, the UK. And uh, so my music sort of progressed from um, from from there into uh, more Americana country uh, storytelling kind of music. What led you to make the switch? There's a there's a bit of a genre change there. <laughs> That's true. Um, but I think mainly the, the, the attitude, do it yourself attitude in, in punk, uh, I, I found the same in, uh, in, in country, sure. like going back to Hank Williams or, or Johnny Cash and, uh, singing what you mean, mm-hmm. uh, mean to say. And, uh, so it's that, that kind of honesty, um, jokingly called three courts in the truth yeah <laughs> right <laughs> i thought i thought there were similarities yeah and yeah. uh yeah and and of course uh, american music has always been uh around the house uh i used to listen to the radio uh all the time and uh, my mom and dad had uh, a record collection and uh they played uh, neil diamond uh, Dolly Parton, Johnny Cash, so I took that in as well. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, when did songwriting 
become appealing to you? When did that become part of your, your music? Uh, straight away, as soon as I learned uh, the three chords, yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was writing my own songs. Yeah, okay. And maybe that was uh, that was uh, with the punk movement uh, a, a big thing. You could do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> and and if I read again correctly, you um, uh, didn't start recording right away. Um, no. What was that season like from making the transition from the punk music to the country folk music scene? What was that like for you as a musician? Was there a, a bit of a transition phase or was it a quick jump and then you just kind of dived in or, or was there a development? T tell me a little bit about that, that transition phase. No, there was, yeah, there, there was a development because uh, uh, before that time it was me uh, being a frontman in, in a band and playing electric guitar and uh, there's not much uh, conversation between yourselves and the audience um, you just play your songs i think the most i i said this next song is called so and so uh -huh. and then you count to four and you start yeah okay yeah <laughs> and and then um we couldn't get a record deal uh, we got some uh, national uh, radio attention and even uh, in a, a television program on national TV. But all the record companies were uh, uh, shutting their artists uh, down. Mm. And uh, it was hard for a new band to uh, to get a record deal. And so I think for about two, two years, I quit and sort of uh, tried to rethink uh, how I was going to do this. Mm -hmm. And then um, I found myself in another country and borrowing a, an acoustic guitar from somebody hmm. and and singing a song and uh, uh, writing lyrics about things that I experienced uh, while being abroad. Yeah. And, and suddenly I felt um, like a folk musician. Hmm. And I thought, this is also a way to make music. Just yeah. me and my guitar. Yeah. I don't need the whole band. Yeah. yeah. And people can listen to it, and people can enjoy it even, Yeah. Uh, hopefully. And uh, it was an uh, eye-opening moment. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. And so I think that's when I started to look more into American music than before. Right. Do you have particular artists that influenced you during that transition? Um, no, I think uh, uh, people like uh, like Johnny Cash or uh, I heard about uh, Towns Van Zandt. Yeah, and uh, and those uh, those Texan songwriters and um, I love it. Yeah, sure. uh, yeah. So I got introduced more into the folk americana side of uh, of things and um but also closer to home uh, somebody pointed out uh, ian matthews to oh, me yeah sure and um he of course had a number one hit with his band uh, matthew sudden comfort in 1970 in the uk hmm. And that's John, Joni Mitchell's song, but he uh, had a hit record with it. Mm, and then he moved to uh, the States, and uh, he did uh, a couple of other projects and recorded with uh, 
Michael Nesbitt, and um, uh, lo and behold, we met because he lives in the Netherlands. Oh, cool! Uh, after twenty-five years yeah. in the States, yeah, yeah, and uh, I ended up in his band. Oh, wow! That's and, awesome. Yeah, so he he was also an uh, an influence. And that was uh, early two thousands. Is, is that about right? Um, I met him, I think, in two thousand and ten. Okay, all right. So you yeah. had already been recording a little bit as a as a solo artist. I think your debut record was in two thousand four, something like that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you'd already been recording a little bit on your own before you met him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. Made it to the states in fourteen, yeah, two thousand fourteen, yeah, as a, on a solo in tour. I think uh, two thousand ten uh, was the last time. Um, that's a wonderful story. I've been with a with a mate of mine, a friend of mine, also singer songwriter, and uh, we played uh, in uh, uh, Massachusetts. Mm. Uh, in Boston area um, for for 10 days and then uh, we wanted to, to go back to the States because we enjoyed it so much and a friend of ours had a email address of a guitarist in Tulsa Oklahoma hmm. and so we went there and I went back twice myself um, found my found a whole uh, community of uh, of musicians there and they're all, uh, they don't call it Americana, but they call it Red Dirt Music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that label. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Great people and uh, and great musicians. Uh, I, I don't know if you know John Fulbright. Sure. Yep. And uh, Jesse Acock. Yeah, another and name, yeah. He, he was touring with uh, hardworking Americans, I think. Uh-huh. And... Uh, yeah, and the the Woody Guthrie Fest uh, oh, yeah. in Okima. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you? So get I the... ended up in. Go ahead. Huh? Yeah. So I ended up there. <laughs> Did you get to make uh, record any music with those folks? Um, I I did. Yeah, I, I recorded with the bass player uh, over there and uh, the guitarist uh, whom whom I mentioned. Uh, uh, Gene Williams, he uh, he recorded three songs of mine, and I put them on my second album. Mm, okay, yeah. Was were they part of uh, the the um, collective songwriters united? Tell me about that. Where did that come from? That you found? Ah, then yeah, there was with three other Dutch uh, singer songwriters. Okay, so back also yeah. yeah. So some one of them uh, thought uh, one of us thought. Um, it's easier to uh, attract more people uh, uh, when when it's four of you instead of uh, each on his own. Yeah. Uh, so we combined uh, uh, forces, and um, and then we had a real neat formula. The one who was singing the song was the one who wrote it, and the rest just picked up any instrument to uh, play along. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that, it was really fun to do. And was that uh, did a recording project result from that, or was that something different? Uh, how long did that yeah, last? Yeah, we also um, lasted about 
three three years, I okay. think. So it was an ongoing thing. And uh, yeah, we started uh, we started doing a, a video uh, first a video concert and uh, on a DVD, and then uh, later we we made a CD. Mm. Okay. And those yeah. were all originals that each one of you had a hand in creating. Yeah. 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 Instead of doing a songwriter in the round thing where everybody plays his own song and then the next one uh, taking turns, we, we just uh, thought it would be fun to form a band. And uh, each one of us uh, loved to do the drums. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. You, you never get to do that. Yeah. Right. As a singer. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, and earlier then you mentioned that, uh, of course, you took advantage of the of the lockdown and and put together a new album, Song and Dance Man. Yeah. Is that right? Is that the name of it? Yes. Yeah. Tell me yes, about that's that. Yes, um, Well, I figured it was time because um, the 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 third album uh, is from two thousand and fourteen, uh, and and in between, I I got drafted into Matthew Sudden Comfort with Ian Matthews. Okay. And we recorded uh, two albums. I had another band that I did uh, three albums uh, we recorded, and uh, two of them were Christmas albums mm. uh, in uh, cooperation with uh, singer-songwriter uh, Carter Sampson from, uh, uh, from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other one with the Canadian singer-songwriter, Oh Susanna from... Yeah, from Canada. Mm. Uh, two Christmas albums. And then we did two albums with uh, Matthew Sutton Comfort, and then the pandemic uh, hit and lockdown started. Yeah. And uh, our second album called The New Mind just uh, vanished into uh, space. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The whole tour uh, in the UK and Germany and 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 throughout Europe was uh, was cancelled. Wow! So uh, with time on your hands, what else can you do than make another uh, solo album? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so these are all again uh, original songs. Um, did you yeah. write them specifically for the project, or are these songs that you've collected over the years that you decided to bring together for the project? Yeah, some some I I had already uh, over the years. Uh, there's a couple of old ones. There's uh, one or two that I wanted to uh, uh, record uh, for myself because I did them with uh, with another band, mm-hmm. and nobody knew nobody knew they were mine. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and they and they fitted great into this project because uh, I went into the studio with the producer. Who's an amazing uh, mandolin player and anything player really, multi instrumentalist Janos Kola. He produced the album, and uh, we both uh, figured it had to be as acoustic as possible. Uh-huh. And um, we got a bass player in with an upright bass, and uh, just in two two days we recorded sixteen songs. Wow! And we kept we kept twelve. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, even some hints of bluegrass, right? Uh, a little bit further down the Americana Trail. Yes, true. Because uh, Janos has been the mandolin player he is, and uh, we got uh, Joost van S, who's an amazing uh, bluegrass uh, uh, fiddle player. Uh-huh. And 
so it touches on uh, on bluegrass it's the a bluegrass setting yeah yeah and it came out when when did it release uh it re- got released in uh, november okay and just uh so it's we're just starting with the album really right yeah and it's did, only did, now in uh, in we we played one show we did one show uh, previous to the release in october and then the album came out and uh, we couldn't play anywhere cuz uh, everybody was back in lockdown right, again right yeah and only only now at the end of january and it's uh, march now that that we can play again so you're you're at, I, I wanted to ask. So you you're back out now finally, and and that's opening up for you a little bit. Yeah, it's it's starting. Yeah. yeah. What is what is the uh, spring and summer look like for you uh, with this album as a musician? Is it is it going to afford you opportunities to to take this music out to your fan base? Uh, yes, it 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 does. Um, there's a whole bunch of uh, of uh, artists, obviously who had their uh, shows canceled and mm-hmm. rescheduled and rescheduled again. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's hard for new uh, acts to uh, to get in. Um, but uh, in, in summer, we do uh, a few festivals in, uh, in uh, Germany, in Austria. Uh, and uh, yeah, gigs are lining up again. So mm-hmm. it, it looks better for the for the second half of this year. Are these songs recorded in the English language, or are they in the native tongue from where you are? No, they're not in Dutch. They're in they're in English. I, I write in English as uh, as long as I can remember. Uh-huh. And uh, people often ask me why. Uh-huh. That was my <laughs> but, next question. Uh, <laughs> ah, <laughs> I beat you to it. Um, it's uh, it's because. I, when you you start listening to the radio when you're a, a little kid uh-huh. and all you hear is english music we didn't hear any dutch music or hardly any interesting and the music that we heard uh, uh being dutch was not very popular it's for old people wow <laughs> interesting huh yeah I, but i think it's the same with uh, you know even from the beatles on they were listening to american music and they were singing in american accents almost right and yeah and uh and obviously the beatles was also my starting point mm-hmm. realizing that those four guys were in a band together yeah wow yeah that's amazing yeah. <laughs> i want to do that too <laughs> yeah. yeah you you and and nine million other young men <laughs> uh, yeah no, that's how a lot of bands are formed yeah that's great yeah obviously yeah so the album is out in November. It's uh, Song and Dance Man, and it's available how? How can people uh, reach out to you, listen to the music? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been released by uh, MIG uh, Records, uh, a label from Germany. And MIG stands for Made in Germany, to make it easy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and uh, uh, I think it's available... Uh, everywhere all the streaming services uh, on streaming services but also uh in uh, uh the 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 record shops oh yeah okay so it's a it's a worldwide release and uh, if if they can't if the people have trouble finding it you can also look for my uh, website and that is what 
That is www.ericdevries.info. .info, okay. And, yeah. And they can contact you from your website. Yes. And Facebook? And Facebook. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> well, thank you, Eric. I appreciate you telling us your story and uh, giving us a chance to uh, learn more about your, your music and your background, and we certainly wish you well with it. Uh, thank you very much, Greg. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.